You are listening to Your Family Matters, all things marriage, divorce, and co-parenting with your host, Naomi Douglas, marriage coach and divorce coach. Welcome to Podcast 7, Divorce for the Children. I was watching the morning show on Friday because there was a segment on there from a friend and colleague, Rosalind Sadaka from the United States, and she's an expert in what she calls child-centered divorce. And this segment was about the idea that when a marriage is a toxic environment, that it's better for the children to go ahead and get a divorce and to have what she calls a child-centered divorce. This is a huge topic and such an important topic to me, and the segment was really only a few short minutes, which is not long enough to address that sort of thing thoroughly. And I think some very key points were missed, obviously, with the lack of time. So I want to address some of those now. One of the things that I want to address is, first and foremost, if certainly if um, there is a toxic environment, it can be very damaging for the children, and a lot of children who have been through that experience have said that they were happy that their parents got a divorce. So there's no arguing with the validity of that idea. However, I think we need to back up first and look at what is it that creates a toxic environment? And is that something that there's, there's no way out of? Because with my clients, the first thing that I look at is whether a marriage can be saved, whether a marriage can become a healthy place. And certainly some marriages cannot, either because there's a lack of willingness from at least one party or a lack of of um, capacity from at least one party, whereby they're too distressed for whatever reason to be able to behave in a way that is contributing to a healthier experience for both people. But I would say that many marriages that are falling apart can be saved, and that's because most people don't acquire the tools and the knowledge to understand what it is that's derailing the relationship and what it will take to get it back on track. I think it's really important to bring those conversations forward because, you know, we're really, we're seeing a lot of divorce. And so obviously people aren't um, equipped to make relationships work in the way that they really need to. And what we're really wanting when we get married is to have 
a lifelong relationship that's going to be the foundation for a happy and healthy life. And we need to be able to achieve those goals. So that's one part of it is that a toxic environment is bad for the children, but does a toxic environment have to always be toxic? Why is it toxic? Is It sounds to me when we talk about a toxic relationship that there is some behavior that has become out of control. If we're exposing our children to conflict and unpleasantness and negativity, there's some way in which we're not able to take responsibility for the way we're behaving and we need to understand how that's come to be and the other that leads to the other big question which is are we going to create a healthy environment in our divorce and in our post divorce lives if we're not able to control these things within our marriage what is it going to look like when we separate and divorce? Because what we do know is that divorces can be very acrimonious, that conflicts can easily e- escalate during a separation, and that there can be ongoing um, conflict and toxicity, if you want to call it that, in the co-parenting experience. So, you know, it comes to my mind immediately if you're not able to control this kind of conflictual environment when you're married, are you going to be able to do that when you get divorced? And obviously the thing that people are saying when they say, well, it was a good thing we separated, was obviously that ongoing, constant, day-to-day experience of discord is a horrible place to live for anybody. And to some extent, that will be alleviated by living separately. However, we know that there's a lot involved in co-parenting And so if there is ongoing conflict and bitterness, there's a lot of things that can go really wrong in a divorce when it comes to children and when it comes to raising children, because children need to feel free to receive and give love to both their parents. And that can come under jeopardy once parents have separated And also, you know, if their day-to-day living is something that becomes a source of friction between the two co-parents, that's also a terrible experience for the children to have and a terrible environment for the children to be living in. I teach a course called Co-Parenting Solutions, which is about all that. First of all, it's about the transition from being spouses to being co-parents because that's a very difficult transition to make and it's a necessary transition to get right if you're going to provide this healthy environment for your children and then also in the course is all about the 
complexities and all the details that are involved in raising children in two separate homes and what children go through um, during separation and divorce and how to support them through that. So there's a lot involved. And so it's not, it's, there's no quick fix. If you're having a marriage that's that conflictual, you don't snap your fingers and suddenly things are better uh, because you've separated. There's some really big hurdles to overcome. And for the sake of your children, if you're having this conversation about doing what's best for the children, you really need to have some very serious and thorough exploration of what it's going to take to be to work well as co-parents. How are we going to do that? And you know, some co-parents can do that well having very little involvement with each other. That is possible. But when there's a lot of conflict, you're going to really have to find a way to change gears and move away from that conflict into something else. And, and that's something that is full of complexities and interpersonal complexities and personal challenges that I, I really encourage anyone who's in that situation to get the help of an expert because whatever it is that's generating these difficulties is something that on somehow and some level as an individual you're going to have to overcome and you really need to be able to uh, do my three favorite things which is to learn from the situation to grow from the situation and to heal from the experience so that those are some of my thoughts on the question of whether to divorce for the children. If you have any questions or comments, please send them along. And thanks for listening. If you want more information, come and visit me at naomidouglas.com.au or write naomi at naomidouglas.com.au.